with June in the books, it's time to take a look at the updated average draft position. We cover ADP today. Welcome to the meeting. This is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Wasslicker. Follow me on all social media at Wasslicker. Be true to thyself. Embrace your addiction. And as always, champ, get out there and earn your chip. Excuse the voice today. Unfortunately, you know, been a lot of talking over the past couple of days, recording episodes. Um, also, a little busy at the job, so having to talk a lot, <clears throat> starting to lose my voice. But what we're going to do again, just like we did at the beginning of the month, we're going to go over some of the ADP changes, where people are landing in the 12-man PPR leagues. And if we think they're valuable at that particular point. It's uh, of note that Cooper Cup has moved all the way up to the 103. Some people are even taking him at the 101 in redraft leagues. So he's going as high as the 101 going as low as the 107 nowadays. Average draft position for him right now is the 103. So he's going right after Jonathan Taylor. People are still picking Christian McCaffrey uh, that high as well. Uh, his average draft position, 102, 103 as well. So him and Cooper Cup are being interchangeable. Uh, after them is Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler being interchangeable there which is I think you know it depends on the construction of your team on how you want your team to be constructed I understand the the, the people that go to zero RB they're going to take a Cooper Cup that early then you know at the 106 105 106 interchangeable is Najee Harris and and, and Justin Jefferson so I can understand it. I, I get it. I get where it's coming from. Uh, Dalvin Cook is falling right after that. And then uh, Jamar Chase. Nick Chubb is still holding firm in the first round. Alvin Kamara is still holding firm in the first round as well. Um, I suspect that Alvin Kamara is going to drop once, you know, they get a suspension down for him. You know, so it. It's one of those things where the first round is chock full of guys that you can get. At the end of the first round, Devontae Adams is going and then interchangeable him and uh, Travis Kelsey and then Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Swift. Do I think getting Devontae Adams at the end of the first round, I think that's a really good pick if everything pans out. I mean, he's going to a situation where he's going to have the most weapons around him that he's had since becoming a top-tier receiver 
with Aaron Rodgers. He now goes over here to, to Las Vegas with Derek Carr. You have a, a top flight tight end in Darren Waller and a route technician in Hunter Renfro, as well as a good running game if they can get Josh Jacobs healthy throughout the season and balling on the level that he's been balling. So this is going to be the most talent that DeAndre Devontae Adams has been around as far as receiving options on the team. Is he going to continue to be a top-tier wide receiver? You know, you're drafting him as the wide receiver four here, um, four receivers going in the first round. This could be a, I mean, it could be a pretty good get for you in the first round. But I think one of the steals of the first round is going to be um, Austin Eckler going mid mid round, um, and even Dalvin Cook going late, um, going at the you know the one hundred eight, the one hundred nine. I think Dalvin Cook in the first round is going to be a pretty good get for people as well. I know people, I understand the stigma behind Dalvin Cook. He's never completed a season, but when the guy's on the field, he is a top 10 fantasy running back. And that's where he's being drafted. He's being drafted as the uh, running back six. Mm, running back six. So getting him there I think will be a good good get for you. Um, in the second round, like I said, you got DeAndre Swift, uh, Stephon Diggs. I believe, again, here, I mean, they're, they're having Javante Williams and C.D. Lamb at the 203-204. I think Javante Williams is being overdrafted here. Um, he's going behind people like Aaron Jones. Excuse me, he's going before people like Aaron Jones. Uh, Joe Mixon, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, those guys are going way further. Um, I, I would, at this particular point in time, I'm saying, yo, you can, you can pass on Javante Williams and get You know, you could take, uh, you could take a Tyree Hill or a Mike Evans there, and then still come back in the next round and be able to get an Ezekiel Elliott because Ezekiel Elliott is going in the third. Uh, Saquon Barkley is going in the third. Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins. I think J.K. Dobbins. I think he's being a little overdrafted. We have no idea how he's coming back from this injury. Uh, towards MCL, ACL, and PCL, I believe it was. So, complete, complete surgery to reconstruct his knee. Don't know how that's going to be. And he's being drafted over top of Leonard Fournette, which Leonard Fournette has, you know, he's proven to be a good fantasy option. They no longer have Ronald Jones in that backfield. He's the guy, you know, that um, – I think that, again, when we're talking about people being overdrafted, 
we're not saying that they're overdrafted because they're not good. We're saying that they're going to be they're being overdrafted for where we believe they're going to finish. You know, where they're going to finish, we believe that they're being overdrafted. I think another good good player in the third round here that's being drafted at around the 303, 304 is Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is one of the most consistent wide receivers in the game. Yeah, he's getting a little older, but he's not shown any signs of, you know, decline. Even though I, I do believe that at the wide receiver position, it comes out of nowhere. The decline comes out of nowhere. Like one year, you're, you're up, you're doing your thing. The next year, an injury, and then you're done. A la Julio Jones. I mean, right now, Julio Jones, he was at the top of his game. He had an injury, got traded, and hasn't been the same since. And right now, he's not even on a roster. It's, that's the type of thing that we talk about when we say it hits wide receivers hard and fast. So, yes, Keenan Allen is getting up there, uh, about to be on the other side of 30. We have to watch out for that, but for right now, I believe he is one of the most consistent wide receivers in the game. And him going in the third round behind an A.J. Brown, behind a C.D. Lamb, behind Debo Samuel, I think that's a good pick here. Again, Another guy that I feel like he's being a little over overdrafted here. We're talking T. Higgins. T. Higgins was a low end uh, wide receiver two last season. He's being drafted above DK Metcalf, Jalen Waddle, uh, Deontay Johnson. We understand why DeAndre Hopkins is being drafted in the fourth round. He's being drafted in the fourth round because he's going to serve a six-game suspension. Michael Thomas being drafted in the fourth round. That is a being drafted in the fourth round, seventh to eighth pick in the fourth round. Him and Josh Jacobs are at that particular point. I think those are good picks if you're able to get one of them in in. Darren Waller as well. Darren Waller is going after Travis Kelsey, after Mark Andrews, after George Kittle, after Kyle Pitts. He's going, you know, after those guys. If you can get him in the fourth or the fifth round, that is a really good pick for you. Yes, this guy's coming off of a back injury, but he's had all all offseason to get himself right. And I think that he's going to be a good pick for people. Clyde was a layer going over Cam Akers, going over Travis Etienne, going over A.J. Dillon. I don't see it. I don't understand why that's happening. Um, Terry McLaurin is going a little bit lower in this, in this draft clip. In, in the drafts right now, uh, he's going about the 409, 410. 
And I think his ADP is going to move up a little bit more, being that he signed his contract extension. I think people were were seeing the news that he wasn't going to, to camp. He was holding out. And they didn't really want to draft him. But I think his, his stock is going to rise back up a little bit here. Um, I project that he's going to be starting to go above uh, Jalen Waddle, above uh, Deontay Johnson. Um, I don't know if he's going to go above DK Metcalf. I I think he should. I think he should go above DK Metcalf. Um, I understand people say the better quarterback situation. I just think uh, Terry McLaurin is a better wide receiver. Uh, but right now he's going in that range of a Chris Godwin, uh, Terry McLaurin, and Michael Pittman are all going around each other here. And Michael Pittman is a pretty good prospect as well. Pretty good uh, option for you at, for fantasy. Chris Godwin, they don't believe he's going to be ready for the opening of the season. Don't know how long he's going to miss, but it's still worth a shot in taking on Chris Godwin because he is one of the best receivers in fantasy football when healthy. I think DJ Moore and Adam Thielen and Brandon Cooks all going in the fifth round. I think all of those guys are going to be are going to be good plays for you. I think they're going to return ADP. They might even top their ADP because of how far back they're going here. Um, Amari Cooper, I think he he may meet his ADP. He's not one of those guys. I'm saying is going to be. A steal here by any means. Um, like I said earlier, A.J. Dillon in the fifth round going behind a Damian Harris, going behind Travis Etienne, uh, Clyde Evans-Alaire, going behind those guys, Elijah Mitchell going behind those guys. I think that's going to be a very good pick for you as well as Miles Sanders going um, in the sixth round. I think those are going to be very good picks for you. I think people should be a little weary of Kareem Hunt. I understand he has been fabulous when he's healthy. He's been the guy that gets the catches and things like that. But they re-signed Dearness Johnson for a reason. And I, I don't think it was just a depth piece. I think they, they really went out of their way to re-sign um, him but did not get an extension in place or re-sign Kareem Hunt. I think Kareem Hunt is in the last year of his deal. I think people should be a little weary of him, as well as Rashad Penny, who both of those guys are going around the same position. And the reason why I'm saying Rashad Penny is because he started the offseason not healthy. Maybe he's healthy now. But it's a soft tissue injury. The thing was a soft tissue injury, hamstring issues. Not only is he having it, but even Kenneth Walker is having those injuries, that that hamstring issue. So we'll see. I mean, we got a couple of months before the, the season starts. We have a couple of months before things ramp up, and we'll see what happens. Right now it's being reported that Rashad Penny is in the driver's seat for the for the starting role. 
But could that just be a case of Kenneth Walker got hurt as well? So, yeah, let's just go with the guy that we had last year. We got to think about that. Another guy that I think people should be weary about as well, being drafted above players like Devontae Smith, being drafted over Darnell Mooney, Robert Woods, Allen Robinson. And now we're talking about Elijah Moore. The New York Jets, they purposely drafted Garrett Wilson for a reason. I don't believe they felt as if Elijah Moore is the answer for them. I think Elijah Moore is a really good receiver. But you draft Garrett Wilson. You draft Brees Hall. You still have Corey Davis on a nice deal that he signed in last last offseason. So they're paying they're paying premium to Corey Davis, and then they spent a high draft pick on Garrett Wilson. What does that say about Elijah Moore? It might not say anything about his talent. Maybe they have a specific role for him, and he's going to continue to be a good fantasy option. But I do not think he's going to return value at where we're getting him. Not over a Devontae Smith, not over a Darnell Mooney, not over a Robert Woods or or an Allen Robinson. I think Allen Robinson is going to be pretty good. Um, I, again, I still caution people about Jared Judy, but I think Jared Judy is going to be pretty decent. Marquise Brown, I believe, is going to be pretty decent. I think he is going to be a really good pick for you here in the seventh round. He's going at about the 703, 704. I think he's going to be a really good pick for you in the six games that DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins is not playing. I think Marquise Brown is going to shine. Um, he's going back to his quarterback that he had in college, and it's going to be a pretty good. I think it's going to be a pretty good uh, indicator for him. Um, Michael Carter and Brees Hall going right around the same uh, draft position. I don't know why, but I think. You know, I'm not that turned off to Michael Carter. I think Michael Carter, he has shared a backfield his entire career in college. And I don't think it's going to be any different here. And I think he's going to still be productive. Cortland Sutton and Tyler Lockett going around here. I think a really good Going around here, I think those two are, are pretty decent where they are. I think they're going to return value for you. Um, but tail end of the seventh going into the eighth round, you're able to get a Russell Wilson here. I think that's going to be a really good pick for people. Um, people are very turned off. We're going into the eighth round, mid-eighth round, and Amra St. Brown is going after people like – Gabriel Davis, Cordero Patterson, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Lockett, and Corlin Sutton. I think him and Rashad Bateman are going to be really, really, really good picks for you if you can get them, getting them guys in the eighth round. That's going to be really good for you. 
Another guy that I, I again, we talked about him all offseason. We talked about him in Truth episodes. We talked about him in in, in um, the Fantasy Finish episodes where we talked about Mike Jacecki going in the ninth round at the 904-905. This guy had a lot of targets, and they're putting pieces around him that could keep him from getting double teamed and things like that, opening up the field for him. I think that's going to be really, really good for him. And I think getting him after a Pat Fryer moved, after a Dalton Schultz, after a Dawson Knox, even after, you know, uh, Gabriel Davis, excuse me, uh, Dallas Goddard, excuse me. Um, I think you're getting very good value for him there. And, and I like the pick. You know, as far as the the, the quarterbacks are going, you know, going after Tom Brady, Justin Fields, even a Trey Lance. You got Derek Carr going in the 10th round. I think Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins, both of those guys going in the 10th and 11th round, you got to understand that these guys have weapons that they are being able to utilize. And they have both done very well for fantasy football purposes. Kirk Cousins last season was a QB1. He was QB11. QB11. This guy's a QB1. And he's being drafted way down here in the 11th round, mid-11th round. You got to think about that. Um, As far as rookies are concerned, I personally believe that Drake London um, and Chris Olave are probably going to be the two uh highest scoring rookie wide receivers. That's just who I'm placing my bets on. Um, and the reason being is because I believe they're stepping into a role where they already know what, what to expect out of these guys. Chris Olave is going to be playing with the with Jameis Winston, who likes to get the ball, who likes to throw the ball. They like to throw the ball. Uh, you're going to see... If you're seeing a suspension from Alvin Kamara, I believe you're going to see a lot of, you know, the short and intermediate passes. That's what Chris Olave and, and Michael Thomas, even Jarvis Landry, they all make their hay in that. And, and having three extremely talented route runners on that team is going to be is going to be a nice touch for uh, Jameis Winston. He just has to not fuck it up. You know, those are the types of things that we talk about when we talk about, you know, getting guys that we believe are going to carve out a nice role. Now, there was, you know, memes circulating around and saying people are going to be overdrafting rookies. Well, you have to understand with all the wide receiver movement that happened over this past offseason, you have no choice but to put some of your eggs in these rookie wide receiver baskets because even the veteran wide receivers that you've known and loved for years, they're in brand new situations now. A.J. Brown is in a brand new situation. Tyreek Hill is in a brand new situation. Devontae Adams is in a brand new situation. You know, uh, Terry McLaurin has a brand new quarterback, you know, Debo Samuel has a brand new quarterback. Like, 
You got to think about all these stuff. Allen Robinson went on the move. You know, uh, C.D. Lamb no longer has Amari Cooper as a running mate, and he's had him his entire, the first two years of his career. You know, uh, Devontae Smith, who was the number one receiver in Philly last year, now has A.J. Brown to contend with, you know. Uh, Jalen Waddle, again, who was the number one receiver in Miami, now has Tyreek Hill to contend with. DeAndre Hopkins is serving a six-game suspension. And he also has Marquise Brown coming over. Like, so many of these guys have gone to different situations. Michael Pittman has a brand-new quarterback, you know. DJ Moore, we don't even know who his quarterback's going to be. Amari Cooper has a brand-new quarterback. You know, so all of those things, so much player movement, you know, Robert Woods is on a brand-new team. Jerry Judy has a brand-new quarterback. Corliss Sutton, brand-new quarterback. Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf, they have brand-new quarterbacks. Like, we're – all of this movement has happened. You have no choice but to put your eggs in some of these uh, – in some of the baskets of these rookie wide receivers. And it's okay to take a shot on a Christian Watson or a Sky Moore as those guys were drafted to potentially be the number ones for their teams. You know, and they're going into good situations with good quarterbacks. I understand that. We also understand that at the wide receiver position, we've seen wide receivers be productive. Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Moore with bad quarterback play. We've seen these guys be productive with bad quarterback play. So you want to continue to to look for those things where you believe that those guys are going to be productive for you. So we look at all those rounds. We look at them. We say, all right, we're getting some steals here. Um, even later on in the draft here, um, I think of another forgotten guy that you can basically pick up at the tail end of your draft is Marvin Jones. I think people are forgetting about him. I think he, you know, you, you got um, Christian Kirk coming over. But Marvin Jones was a pretty solid player and a pretty solid option for Trevor Lawrence last year. I think people are forgetting about this guy. He's a forgotten man. And you can basically grab him with your last pick. Your last pick, you can grab him. People are forgetting about him. Same thing with Jacoby Myers. The guy was very productive last season. People are forgetting about him. And like, oh, well, you got Devontae Parker coming over. Like, the only thing Jacoby Myers was not doing was scoring touchdowns. He just wasn't scoring touchdowns. And I think people are forgetting about him. You, you can't just, you know, let these guys fall by the wayside and just forget about him. He's another guy that you can possibly get with one of your last picks. Uh, you know, people are also forgetting about Tyler Igby. Because the Rams have so much firepower, people are forgetting about this guy. 
he was a pretty solid tight end last season. You know, you didn't you started him when you needed to put him in there. You know, but he could be a viable option for you. And he's going after people like Cole Komet, Irv Smith, Robert Tunyon, Albert O, Evan Ingram. Like he's going after these guys after a Noah fan. Like he's pretty good, solid tight end, and and people are forgetting about him. He's he's turning into a forgotten man. So look out for those types of guys, the people who 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 are being forgotten about. The people who are being forgotten about, look out for those guys and try to get them onto your team at some point, man. Uh, Mark Ingram, another guy that you that if he could potentially be the starter again, I know he's an older back. I think he's like 31, 32. I know he's an older back, but the guy can still go. And if Alvin Kamara serves a suspension, he could potentially be the number one guy there. You got to look out for things like that. You know, don't let these guys fall by the wayside. Don't let them be forgotten. So, the next time you guys hear from me, man, we'll be on Monday again. Uh, we'll do the Monday night mock. We'll get some Dynasty trade talk in as well. And then next Thursday, you know, we might do some online outrage or something. Uh, you know, just do these as we go along, man. We're we're going into July. It's gonna be a busy season for us coming up, man. Cause we're we're getting ready. We're getting closer. We're getting closer to football season. We're getting closer to the Hall of Fame game. So I, roughly a month, roughly a month away from the Hall of Fame game, and then preseason is gonna be starting up, man. So, things are looking up for us, man. And then we'll be giving you some of the, uh, you know, players to avoid and um, players of value. So, look out for those things, man. I appreciate you guys listening to me as always. This has been Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I've been your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Weisslicker. Be true to thyself. Embrace your addiction. And as always... Champ, earn your chip. I'll see you on the next one. I'm out.